Welcome to Essential Insights, a podcast for healthcare professionals. My name is Cassidy, and I'm your podcast host for the Hospice and Home Care Webinar Network. Today's episode is an audio clip from a webinar presented by Susan Keen Baker and is titled Making the Connection, Telephone Skills that Enhance Branding, Access, and Patient Loyalty. Today's speaker is the author of Managing Patient Expectations and is a dynamic speaker known for providing practical techniques that can be implemented quickly. A former hospital vice president, Susan attained the designation of Fellow of the American Society for Healthcare Risk Management. She has served as a member of the Board of Examiners for the Malcolm Baldridge National Quality Award and is currently a commissioner on the Connecticut State Commission on Medico-Legal Investigations. Today's quick insight will review three of the five branding techniques that Susan covers in her webinar. These techniques can be implemented if you are just getting started with your branding or if you're rebranding altogether. If you want to learn more about this topic after the podcast, please see the notes for a registration link and a coupon for 10% off the on-demand webinar. Without further ado, let's when jump right in. When companies look to rebrand, they often start with telephone greetings. Why do they do that? Because greetings are, first of all, they're observable behaviors. Um, they're easy to observe internally and externally. Secondly, the behaviors can apply across your organization. And third, telephone greetings are an easy, early measure of whether you will be able to implement widespread enhancements to your culture of service excellence. When you institute a recommended or required telephone greeting, you're going to be able to quickly assess where your trouble spots are for getting to the next level. You can address those challenges before implementing wide-scale change. And the fourth reason that rebranding often starts with telephone greetings is that behaviors, when demonstrated consistently, when everyone answers the the phone the same way, create an immediate impression of a safe and reliable organization. I want to repeat that for you. Behaviors demonstrated consistently create an immediate impression of a safe, reliable organization. So you're, I've done a lot of research on what kinds of greetings are sustainable, and you know what it's like if you've ever worked in a department where one person answers the phone like this. Good morning. This is Susie Sunshine. It is a beautiful day here in New Canaan, Connecticut, and I am so glad you called because we are here to serve you. How may I help you, please? And the very, the person at the very next workspace answers the phone this way. Baker, what? So you know what that inconsistency costs you. At the very least, it, it costs you patients who don't trust everyone in your organization. So they call back later to see if they will hear the same information or they only want to speak with certain people when other people could provide the information just as um, accurately and as competently. So what's sustainable? A sustainable phone greeting consists of the four elements that you see on page two if you've printed out your learning guide or on the screen. So it's a time of day greeting. Um, it is very simple for people to catch on to, although I think we are all, all fall uh, on busy days of saying good morning when it's actually two o'clock in the afternoon. But some greeting, uh, thank you for calling. Is, it can also express appreciation right at the outset uh, for interest in your organization. And then your organization's name. And you want your organization's name uh, and not to be garbled, not to be rushed. People need to know that they've reached the right organization. And then the name of the person who's answering the call 
and then some assurance. Um, so I'm happy you've called. How may I help you? And we see there in columns two and three, uh, different examples. Good afternoon, Old Colony Hospice. This is Sherry's son. I'm happy you've called. Or in the third column, thank you for calling. Steps Home Care, Jim Toner speaking. How may I help you? What I would like you to do now, please, if you um, have... If, if, if you would like to think about a greeting or if you've thought about a greeting that you would like your organization to demonstrate consistently, just take a moment uh, to fill in the chart. What would you like people to say when they first answer the call? Um, and I know it seems simplistic, but fill in in that second row your organization's name and then the name of the person answering the phone. Now, people vary on whether or not they want to include their last name and, and it, that that's up to you and what your organization uh, requires. I will suggest to you that when people hear a last name, they have more confidence in and greater trust in the person answering the phone. And you've maybe experienced this yourself. If um, Let's just imagine that someone you love is seriously ill in another part of the country and you fly to that location to accompany your loved one to see a specialist. You don't expect the specialist to walk into the consultation room and say, hi, I'm Bobby. You just expect something more. So using your last name, it conveys to the caller, I'm competent. I know what I'm doing. You can trust me. Now, sometimes people will say, I don't want to give my last name. And if an organization is requiring it, what I suggest to people is the next time you're at a party, and you're meeting some people for the first time, five minutes after you've met them, would you look back at them and ask yourself, do I remember that person's last name? Most of us can't even remember the first name. And callers, usually thinking about themselves and what they need, usually are not going to make a note of the first of the last name either. So um, that's a, a tip in terms of branding and, and building trust and confidence. It's up to your own organization in terms of how you, what you feel is most comfortable for people. So service excellence is offering assistance or focusing on the caller before the task. And so one of the strong recommendations that I make is that everyone who answers the phone listens for the caller's name at the outset of the call. After they have given the greeting, they listen for the name. Maybe they make a note of it if they need to. Because when you use the caller's name quickly in the call, the caller thinks, oh, she got my name. She also heard what I said. I don't need to repeat the message. You will shorten the length of the phone call while increasing the caller's satisfaction with the experience by that very simple, no cost, no time technique. I think you will find it will really make a difference, um, especially for people who handle upset um, or anxious callers. Sometimes, sometimes those folks are in registration. Sometimes they're in billing and accounting. And my last recommendation regarding this branding technique, number one, is before you recommend or require a new greeting, I suggest that you ask every member of your senior leadership team to use the planned greeting for two weeks to make sure it's a good fit because the willingness of leaders to be involved and set the example has a lot to do with whether or not um, what you're looking to do in terms of branding your organization at the outset will be sustainable or not. 
branding connection number two is to make that emotional connection. Now, there are two types of value that you bring to patients. The first is the rational value. Does the person receive the appointment, the supplies, the visit? And then there's the emotional value. How does the person feel about having been in your care? When people don't feel emotional value, they become more demanding about the rational value. They want more time, more tests, more something so that they were able to say they were right in choosing you. On the telephone, there are some very simple things that you can do to create emotional value. The first um, is is just don't interrupt. And we in healthcare, we like to fix things. We like to make things better. And when we know the solution and we're pressed for time, interrupting can feel to us providing the care. It can feel like we're helping. Oh, I understand. Let me transfer you to, or let me, you know, schedule that for you, whatever. We feel like we're helping. However, we want people to feel respected and sincere listening, in my opinion, is the finest way to do that. I hope that you will, um, the next few phone calls that you make as a consumer or a patient of an organization, pay attention. If someone interrupts you in any way during your initial opening statement, watch and see whether or not you repeat your message. And if you do, you have just demonstrated that when we interrupt people, we tend to have longer phone calls because they want to be sure that you understand what it is they need. So they'll start right at the beginning and repeat the part that you've already heard and then continue to make sure that the, what you're going to give them or do for them um, is, is accurate. The second is to picture the caller. And that gets back to listening for the name so that if you do know the person, but even if you don't know the person, as you listen to the voice, if you can listen and picture in your mind the person as a real person, that helps you um, make that connection. And sometimes you can think about, okay, if it were, you know, John Legend's mother calling, if you were picturing John Legend's mother in your mind, um, would that help you focus and pay attention? Or maybe if it was your grade school teacher and, and you hadn't spoken with your grade school teacher for quite a while, um, would that help you um, focus and pay attention and be enthusiastic about the call? And uh, sometimes if you don't have that opportunity, uh, uh, you know, just this is tried and tr if you have the photo of somebody who always makes you smile, or always makes you laugh. Um, not that you want to be laughing during phone calls necessarily, but something that always just brings a smile to your face. Just having that photo visible someplace in your workspace can make a surprising difference. People um, can tell when you're happy to be doing what you're doing. And I believe that the greatest patient satisfier is simply to be in the care of someone who loves what they are doing. And the third is the parking lot note. And we all have so much to do. Um, and what often happens is you're listening to someone on the phone and suddenly you remember that your manager asked you to do something. And you had better remember after this call to take care of that. Now, if you're trying to remember while you're trying to listen, you're going to come across as distracted. And again, that encourages the caller to repeat their message. So if you have a parking lot notepad, uh, you can... Simply write down what it is while you write it down quickly, write it in, you know, whatever shorthand or abbreviation works for you. And then you'll be able to focus on that when the call is concluded. So branding technique number two, make the emotional connection. The next is uh, to um, the follow-up call. 
The follow-up call is one of the most unexpected gifts that you can give a patient or a family. I shared with you what happened when we called our pediatrician's office, and I can remember that experience like it was yesterday. It's an unexpected gift, and it works for a multitude of reasons. You can call just to check in and watch your CAP scores increase. I have seen organizations where they have asked people to, you know, they have, have, have randomly said, could you call these three people, these three family members this week and just ask them, just say, I just want to hear how you're doing. How are you? Um, you can call to make sure that someone still feels connected with you after they have expressed a concern or a complaint. And you can also call, for example, on the first anniversary of a patient or a client's death. The follow-up call is just a, an unexpected an unexpected kindness that brands your organization as one that truly cares. And now we move to speed stuns. When you do something quickly for someone, it helps that person feel important. And you've experienced speed stuns if you have ever, if you have ever been in a situation where you picked up a voicemail message at your desk and you called the person right back. What did they say? Oh, you called me right back as though in the history of time, no one has ever called anyone right back. And so when you can call someone back quickly, it just helps that person feel important. And there are a lot of angry people right now, and I don't think that they're going to go away um, just as, as COVID hopefully subsides. When someone leaves you an angry message, and especially if the anger feels like an overreact, an overreaction to a small issue, the, the caller will often feel regret. They'll hang up, they'll think about what they said, and they'll say, oh, I, you know, I was out of line there. A call that is returned quickly to that person, and by quickly I would say, you know, within a few hours of that message being left, is one of the kindest, most caring telephone behaviors. We don't always like to call back people who are angry. And we think, well, if we let them settle down for a while, that steam will start to simmer. But if they're upset with themselves for overreacting, the reassurance that you still want to take care of them is so powerful. Um, sometimes we call it the sad but glad technique. I'm sad that this happened, but I'm glad that you took time to call us and let us know about it. If you enjoyed today's podcast, you can register for the on-demand webinar titled Making the Connection, Telephone Skills that Enhance Branding, Access, and Patient Loyalty. The on-demand webinar is available now to view and download. Podcast listeners can also enter coupon code BRANDING into their shopping cart for 10% off this webinar. More details can be found in the episode notes. You can also find links to check out Susan's website. Be sure to follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, or your favorite podcast platform for the next episode of Essential Insights. Before I close the podcast, I would like to thank our state association partners, Susan Keen Baker, and you, the listener, the essential worker. Thank you for all that you do for the healthcare community. Be safe and take care.